You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you need batteries for your truck, batteries for your trail cameras, TV remote controls, flashlights, you name it, Interstate Batteries has what you need. They have thousands of retail locations all over the United States. So stop in, talk to a battery specialist, or for more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Welcome, folks, to the Freshwater Bite Podcast, your source for everything freshwater fishing. I'm your host, Lee Kleino, and on this podcast, you will hear from diehard anglers like yourself, the backstories of those anglers, techniques they use, gear reviews, and everything in between. So if you like fishing, turn it up, because this episode's about to kick off right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Freshwater Bite Podcast. Woo! Shit is getting crazy. Um, on this podcast episode, I'm just going to get right into it because uh, I think it could be controversial and or some folks might not like it, but here it goes. I've got Wes Smith on from Metro Detroit Walleye Stalkers, and the reason why I got Wes on is... Here in the Southeast Michigan area of the United States, uh, south of Detroit, Detroit area, kind of the outskirts counties as well, we're considered to be a hotbed for the COVID-19 disease right now, or virus right now. And, you know, I'm trying to relate this into fishing. And Wes came out the other day on the Metro Detroit Wildlife Stalkers Facebook group, which has over 6,000 members, which is a pretty big chunk of anglers out there. And he just kind of put it out there where he doesn't feel like it's right to be fishing right now. And it is insane to hear it come out of Wes's mouth because he is probably one of the most hardcore anglers uh, I've ever met. He's on the water all the time, as much as he can be, um, a couple days a week. And he's obviously always promoting and pushing the sport of fishing to everyone. And for him to come out and say that he just doesn't think it's the right time right now to be fishing... Um, kind of hit home with me and kind of made me think about how I feel morally about fishing right now during the outbreak. And the point of this episode is I'm not up here telling you what you should do. I don't think that my opinion is above or, you know, I'm on a high horse telling people what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. All I'm saying, and the reason why I wanted to put this podcast episode out is to just think before you go fishing if you feel like you should be fishing and you're not a risk and you're taking all the right precautions that's awesome if you feel like you're still working right now and you're exposed to different environments where you could be a carrier of this virus and spread it and you don't feel good about getting in a boat with you know loved ones and friends and things like that and you don't fish right now that's cool too so the only reason why I wanted it is I just want to hear, have you guys hear a dialogue between Wes and myself. Um, one to get kind of where Wes came up with this conclusion of how he thought it's not safe right now to be fishing. And, you know, Detroit walleye run right now, it is April when this thing comes out, when this episode comes out. It is going to be probably the most packed that Detroit is ever going to be for fishing because the river run for the walleye is going to be happening. So... If you can think about for a second and just take a minute to say, is it worth it? 
should I be out and about right now? And should I be fishing? I mean, I've struggled with this very, very, very much because I want to be fishing right now, but I just don't think it's the right thing for me personally to be doing. Not saying that you have to again, but anyways, listen to the dialogue between Wes and I. Hope you guys are staying safe out there, staying healthy. And you know, the other, the other thing too, is this isn't the, the amount of virus or positive tests throughout the United States is different in every pocket. So I'm just saying for here in Detroit, we're considered a hotbed. So yeah, if you're somewhere and you don't have any cases and you think it's still safe to go fishing, by all means, go fishing. Okay. I think I said enough. Let's just get into the episode. Hey, what's going on, man? What's how you doing? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Just getting home from work? Oh uh, yeah. Just getting home and, uh, you know, <laughs> getting relaxed and uh, trying to wind down from all this COVID-19 stuff at work, buddy. Yeah, a lot of shit going on. And uh, I know you work at the hospital, so you're probably, you know, obviously one, you know, being exposed to it potentially, but also in there, uh, you know, doing some good stuff for everybody. So we appreciate it. Oh, no, no problem, man. It's it is what it is. So, (laughs) but it's a very, uh, scary time but you know what we're gonna get through it and uh there's there's light at the end of the tunnel so absolutely you know i was looking back at my last podcasts and almost a year ago almost like to the day we had done a live podcast uh there at domka bates on handlining yes yes sir and that nuts man did you ever think a year from that day we'd be in this situation Uh, absolutely not absolutely not uh actually was uh kind of on par for an amazing kind of kickoff start to the, to the spring season here. And just, uh, man, what a, what a way to kind of put a stop gap to that. So, yeah. And you know, I don't want this. The reason why I'm having this podcast is, you know, I, I, I want a folks to just kind of digest everything that's going on. Right. Um, you know, I'm not here to, give any kind of, uh, you know, orders of, uh, or sit on a high pedestal and say, you know, this is what you got to do. But I, I, I think our conversation today will help people at least think about, you know, what we can do to help prevent the spread of it and how this virus is affecting us in the angling community. And, you know, just everyday people besides of, you know, the, the social distancing and things like that. Um, you know, I guess before we get too far into it, I just want to give everyone an update of, of just kind of like the Detroit area and, and the state of Michigan uh, now being deemed like, a you know, one of the states that has one of the highest infection rates of COVID-19 and Detroit specifically being what they are considering a hotbed or a hot zone for, Absolutely. for the coronavirus. So as we record this, um, I think that's 6,498 uh, total uh, recorded cases that have been tested and uh, tested positive in the state of Michigan. And then there's, as of today, 132 deaths. So, that is correct. So as we go through and we start to think about probably the most attention that the Detroit area will get from a, from a fishing standpoint, we're in the middle of that right now. Yeah, um, you know, uh, right now, um, we're, we're at March 30th, 
so typically, you know, this is this this would probably be just the beginning of, you know, what uh, everybody just from across the country, across the world, starting to head to Detroit to uh, take part in just that annual spring walleye run, and you would probably see hundreds, if not thousands, of boats up and down this thirty-two mile stretch of the Detroit River. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's uh, definitely an area that would typically draw, you know, uh, tons of uh, people and, 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 you know, congestion at this time of year uh, in the Detroit area. And just right now is not a good time for that. Um, it's kind of like the perfect storm in a scenario where, uh, you know, you know, I got to be honest, when I first heard about this thing going around you know, this far off COVID-19 virus out there. Um, and I didn't think it would affect hitting home this hard. And then, you know, progressing on to the stay at home, the social distancing, you know, and then, you know, well, at least with my career and my job, um, things are slow right now. I'm not totally shut down, but things are slow. And the first thing, you know, obviously that's, going to be in an outdoorsman or an angler's mind or whatever it is, whatever your hobby, you're going to be like, wow, I'm going to have a lot more time to do things that I want to do now that I don't have to go to work, whether that's spend time with family. Um, you know, a lot of guys are kind of getting geeked. I seen online to, to go fishing and things like that. I got to be honest. I never thought fishing would be impacted and make me think twice about going to the boat launch as much as it is, as it is. And now I'm to the point where, I'm not going fishing and it's kind of yeah <laughs> surreal. I mean, kind of give your your standpoint because you know, obviously you're the um I, I guess the one of the founders or someone who created a very popular group called the Metro Detroit Walleye Stalkers, which we've talked about on this podcast before. And right. it's, you know, seeing it unfold and the dialogues going back and forth between the anglers you know, they really look to um, someone like you who's been on the water and probably one of the most diehard fishermen that I, I see and for and just for you to give out there and, you know, kind of give your perspective on it. Everyone's really looking to your opinion. So kind of kind of give us your two cents on everything that's going on. Yeah, um, well, uh, first off, just a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm a frontline worker in a healthcare facility for the Department of Veteran Affairs in Ann Arbor. Um, I'm a certified ophthalmologist technician and I'm a clinical manager. So I run the eye clinic at the VA. Um, so I, I typically am examining people's eyes for diseases on a daily basis. Um, when I'm not fishing, um, but, um, over the last, what, from the 12th, I'll just say from the last 20 days, life and my job responsibilities kind of look a little different. Um, and for me, it has been kind of a surreal thing just at work. Um, things have changed by the hour. Um, and to see how things have progressed, um, even from a healthcare perspective, uh, just to, like we said, a general affecting our general everyday lives to affecting us as anglers has just, um, just been even more surreal. Um, you know, information that we originally had from this two weeks ago um, looks a little different from a healthcare perspective as to how about we, we go about and interact 
um, <laughs> you know, as we're trying to quickly find a way to navigate this virus and kind of be able to stop it, it it's it's definitely become um, for me. Uh, knowing all of the information that I get on a daily basis. And also for me talking to a lot of our physician anglers as well. Um, and just kind of giving our two cents and, and going back and forth on information that we get and have and receive on a daily basis um, on how to navigate. We, it, I just finally, as much as it just kind of, it was a hard decision to make, and and I, I really just struggled with it to just uh, kind of, you know, urge people to kind of just stop uh, kind of fishing at the moment. And as we kind of, you just quoted the numbers here, we were, we're just at the beginning of the peak. Um, we haven't made it there. In a couple, two weeks, we'll, we'll see that peak. So um, as more information becomes available. I mean, me, myself, I, I've gone from two weeks ago, kind of having the, the perspective of, yeah, it's okay. Go out with your buddies, keep your distance, keep your six foot to my stance on it today is stay in the house. Don't go out period. Right. And <laughs> it's, it's really weird. I, I I'm just, I'm like you. I, see both sides of, you know, people's arguments. But the scariest thing is about this whole thing is no one's an expert on it and no one knows because it's new. So for, you know, for like, you know, the, I started to run through this in my mind and I was like, okay, so if I've got three buddies who are hitting me up and they want to go out in my boat to jig the Detroit River, right? I go in and out of the hospitals every day for my career and my job. Now, if I'm asymptomatic and I don't have any of the symptoms, but I'm touching the rods and I'm touching the, uh, you know, the the trailer and I'm touching the the tiller handle and you know deploying the that, the, yep, the every, yeah everything I'm I'm deploying the the trolling motor and then I'm handing them the rods and then they're deploying the trolling motor. It's like, holy shit! Now we're on this 17 foot boat. And there's three of us and we're passing, and you know, I could be passing things around to them, even though I'm asymptomatic and I'm not doing anything about it. And then I'm exactly. thinking a lot of the times the people in our boats are the peoples who we're friends with or we're the closest with in our lives, whether that be family members or just, you know, good buddies or fishing buddies or whatever it is. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm like, man, if they got sick or something like that and I unknowingly gave it to them, I don't know if I could. Not saying that I did, but at the same time, it'd be like, did I do everything to help stop the spread of it? Exactly. And that's that's exactly what it boils down to. I mean, it, it, when it gets to the point to where, you know, I, I've had this conversation with several, several people um, almost on a daily basis at this point. Um you know, and I just, it's, I put it to him at this point, it's as simple as this, you know, if you, you, no one, unfortunately, is going to be conscientious enough to do the due diligence it would take to maintain, to basically keep a sterile boat the entire time, start to finish between you and another person at this point in time. Oh, it's just, it's most likely not going to happen. Um, what I have to do in order to even do an eye exam at this point <laughs> um, is far exceeds anything that I've ever done in 22 years of doing what I do. Um, 
So in order to do that, just to go fishing, and even at this point, I, I don't even I don't care if it's with your fishing buddy or with your brother. Um, it just it just you you it just can't happen. And for the next two weeks, I would personally just recommend that you just if you got to go fishing, if you got to leave the house, and and I understand you know there's several circumstances where people just whether it's stir craze, nerves, whatever, you got to get out and get some fresh air. You go alone. Right. Um, don't don't go with anyone. And if you do, wash your hands. Um, you know, uh, one of the biggest kind of uh, spreaders that uh, common denominators that we found. And everybody, you know, if you're going to go fishing, this you got to stop and get gas. And gas handles are or pumps are probably one of the biggest common denominators for spreading this. Right. Um, there's probably a hundred people that have touched that gas handle before you. And how many hands have they shook are those hundred people shaking that may potentially have that virus? Um, you know, I just I say if you're going to go out, going to do it, wear a pair of gloves. Um, and one thing about say about gloves is they're one time use. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us in the healthcare right now, gloves are cringing because um, I, they're not made for multi use and they're giving people a false sense of protection um is what's happening and people just you know you put on a pair of gloves and just think i can touch everything in the world and i'm good and because it's not physically touching my skin but it, it's the same premise you know um you touch that gas handle you use that same glove put up the gas handle now touch your truck door knob get in the car with those gloves touch your, your steering wheel right touch your cell phone now you just spread that all everywhere you know as soon as you get you, you you pump your gas, you got on gloves, throw them away, and throw them in a the trash can. Don't don't throw them on the ground, <laughs> as we've seen a lot of that. Um, you know, throw them in the trash can. So I got a question: When you kind of announced on the um, on the group page, the stalker page, uh, what kind of feedback did you get? Um, you know what, honestly. Uh, and surprisingly, um, all all good positive feedback. I, I at at this point in time, I didn't. I, I had one negative comment about it, honestly. Okay. Um, and it was, you know, just someone felt like, hey, got the right to fish, and I, I, hey, I respect that too. You know what? I truly do. And all I'll say to that is, yep, absolutely. At this point, you have the right to fish. You you sure do, but do it safely. If you're going to do it um, and by safely, I mean, you know what, keep your social distance, keep your six feet um, and, you know, wash your hands and, and, and try to be conscientious of everything you touch. Mm -hmm. um, 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 but outside of that, um, a lot of guys, um, most of the members, they received it really well um, and was extremely supportive of it. Um, I, I think honestly what prompted me was I, I again, like we said, everybody from around the country and stalkers has grown to where we started in, in the last year to get a lot of members from other states and surrounding states. And I had several messages from guys. Hey, is it okay to come? You know, shit, is it? I'm, I'm planning. I've got this trip planned. I'm coming from here and there and all across the country. And I'm like, no, you know, and it just got to the point that I felt like, you know what? It, it just wouldn't, I wouldn't feel right. Um, advocating for people to come here during this point in time 
Um, knowing Detroit is is hot spot like it is and, and spreading like it is and potentially for someone to take this back across the country um, and infect their family. So um, ultimately, that that's what finally drove me um, to kind of put that out there. Yeah, and uh, during the the video that you had posted, I was I think two days ago now or three days ago. Whenever you posted it, I could tell. I think everybody could tell too that you felt somewhat kind of responsible to come out and just tell everyone kind of like how how you felt and you know like those messages that you're receiving. You know, there's got to yeah. be some kind of like moral obligation to say something if you don't feel like it's right. You know what I mean? Rather than. I mean, we don't need to promote the fishery. We don't need to, you know, that's going to be there when, when we all get past this kind of thing. And it's like, you know, I could just see it was wearing on you. You know what I mean? Like you just, you had to get it off your chest kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, it was. Um, I mean, I just kind of felt at this point, like I said, at this point, uh, um, this group has grown over 6,000 people and with 6,000 eyes kind of uh, observing and, you know, kind of, looking at everything that we do and it comes from where we fish to what we fish with to whatever. Um, I also just as much as I, 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 I know people look to that type of information. I felt it was just as important to also uh, push out this, this same type of message as well. And, 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 you know, just like I advocate for guys who want to come and enjoy the fishery. I also want, um, everyone to also be safe doing it. And, and, and I feel uh, it's with the responsibility of pushing out information over 6,000 people, you should, you should also push out that, that, that responsible message of making sure everybody is safe as possible during, during this time period. Yeah, I hear you. And you know, <clears throat> the other thing too, I seen the DNR almost post things about almost like a warning, like, Hey, we're watching yep. what's going on at these boat launches. We're watching what's going on in these boats. If you guys aren't adhering to the social distancing and you're not doing a great job at the boat launches and you're not taking, you know, we're, we're still at the time allowing folks to go out and, and enjoy the outdoors, which we can all figure out safe ways to do that. But if they see it get to be a problem, they're going to shut down the boat launches and they're going to shut down things like that. And then no one's going to be fishing and no one's, gonna, and no one's going to be able to enjoy the outdoors. Which Absolutely. Is, which is crazy. And you know what? Um, there's, there's, you know, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, Lee, I'm torn between that too, to be honest right now. Um, I'm going to say this. If if they did it today and said they were going to do it for the next two weeks, I really wouldn't have a problem with it. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. um, I, I I I just you know from what I know, I know people are still going out there and enjoying outdoors, and, and I get it. Um, but I also know there's still people out there that are just not taking it serious as well. Um, and and that's that's going to be the problem that makes this continue to last longer than we all would like it to. Yeah. That, you know, so it's, uh, I, I, it's one of those things you, you get both sides of the, of the fence. And, you know, I, I see that perspective from both sides. And right now I, I just, I would say two weeks ago, I'd probably be a little bit more, you know, the, against right. it. Right. Uh, no, it, it, I just really wouldn't have a problem if that was to happen at this point, at least for a temporary period um to where we can get to a peak um see where we're at i, I think in a couple weeks 
once we've peaked, it will give us a, a more insight as to what the future and how we navigate um, this immediate future and how we can how soon we can get back to possibly fishing. Um, the social distancing aspect, I think, is going to be with us for quite some time. Um, but hopefully we can start to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And, you know, the, during this whole social distancing, just, you know, us as just recreational angler, anglers still have the option as of now to go out and fish. But, you know, you got to think of some of the businesses impacted by this. So you got oh. <clears throat> the charter boat and fishing guides, which they were shut down during the, was it the statewide? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. They've been shut down for a week. Quite some yeah. Over a week now. And they yeah. weren't. And the date that the, the, the local um, state government put out for that was April 13th. Now, I have right. to imagine that's going to be probably pushed back even more with President Trump's announcement to social distance and kind of keep everything uh, now through the end of April. I would almost guarantee it. Yeah. Right. And then we think about the local bait shops and we think about, um, you know, just everything is in the outdoor world is getting smacked around by this thing, just like everything is. And, you know, if, if there's one thing I can tell you guys is when we come back and everything's kind of slows down and, you know, think about those businesses and, you know, helping maybe spend an extra little bit of money at the bait shops or, Absolutely. Hell, even uh, if you got a boat, hire a fishing guide to go after a species that you haven't, you know, gone after before and you want to learn more about. I think, you know, us as uh, you know, anglers um, can all help each other out once we get through the other side of this thing and, you know, really show the support. And I don't know, it's just got my brain uh, thinking throughout all these uh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Me and the guys, uh, me and my admins, we've been uh, kind of thinking up uh, some some ideas lately here that we could kind of do for just fishing community as a whole um, that, that kind of will be beneficial and advantageous for everyone on both sides of the fence, both anglers, uh, both of the charters, the small business um, people here in, in, in the fishing community, just because um, I know there's guys, uh, I know lots of charters that this is uh, greatly impacted. Um, you know, I had a lot of first time, first, this is your first year chartering, you know, getting ready to be their first full seasons. And, um, you know, what a way to kind of start out, uh, you know, some guys who they have no other source of income. This is their hundred percent primary, how they feed their family, how they pay their bills. Um, you know, those, you know, I feel for everyone. I, I truly feel for those guys. Cause you know, it's how do you feed your family at this point in time? You know, um, put food on the table. And keep that roof over your head. Um, so I, I, I truly feel for those guys, everybody who, all the guys and, and women who own bait shops um, right now, just, man, that's tough. Um, and this, you know, you look at it, how long will this continue to go on where the economical impact is going to be great um, to where you, you even start to wonder, will some people be able to recover uh, and come get past this from a financial aspect, that, and, and that's that's the heartbreaking, you know, part. So um, I know we will be trying to f come up with some things to where whatever we can do, um, some fundraisers, uh, whatever we can do to kind of help um, everyone as much as we possibly can. Yeah, uh, you know, if if anything, <clears throat> besides, you know, I've really enjoyed spending time with, uh, you know, my kids and my wife just 
things that, you know, we're, we're busy and on the go so much and it's been great, but you know, it's also an awesome time to kind of, you know, get your shit together for when this thing, this thing settles down and we do get back on the water. So if there's a project that you wanted to do on your boat or you wanted to learn how to fish a certain kind of way, there's so many different resources out there right now in the fishing community. And it's kind of cool to see everyone's like, Hey, if I can't fish, I might as well teach X, Y, or Z, or I'll do a YouTube video on, you know, how to change your lower unit or whatever it is. It's been really cool to see everyone start to put out content and, you know, help each other out. You know, you got, um, Lance Valentine's putting out teaching fishing, like, uh, morning coffees with him. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of more content coming out in the podcast area where people are putting together things, uh, you know, to help keep everyone's mind busy. And then the YouTube videos and everyone's posting more on the groups, which has really been cool to go see. Um, if someone brings up a problem, like, Hey, with this downtime, I've never done this before. How do I, you know, take apart and replace my transom that's been rotten for the last two years and I've been wanting to get to. So that's been kind yep. of cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah. That's been one thing that we're, we said, we're just going to try to put out a different topic every day to just kind of, you know, keep guys' minds off of, you know, just everything that's going around around us. And you know what? Hey, like you said, just things you may not have thought of while you're so busy fishing, you know, right now you got some dime to downtime, think some, some different techniques, you know, things you may want to try, maybe get some different insight on, um, you know, boat maintenance, repairs, upgrades, all that good stuff. Um, you know, right now is definitely a good time to, to get to those projects and, and maybe, you know, take on and, and do some reading and learning and some watching uh, uh, so you can apply it when it is time to get back out there in the water. That's right, man. We didn't have much of an ice season, so we should be ahead of it, but some of us aren't. yeah yeah that was uh definitely uh a disappointment especially for michigan but um you know hopefully you know we can look forward to a better one this this coming season i I hope that's right well hey i just wanted to get you on the podcast real quick just to kind of talk about the situation what's going on i think that uh you know you're the group and the admins um of metro detroit Metro Detroit walleye stalkers has more influence than you think. And it was, uh, I think it was really cool what you guys did and what you came out and said the other day. And it makes everyone think, like you said, we're not here to tell you what to do, but right. if, if we can just have, you know, folks pause for a minute, think about it. And then, uh, we're all big boys and girls here to make our own decisions. But I think, it was the, I think it was the right thing. And, uh, Hey man, best of luck, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, we'll see you back out on the water very soon, hopefully. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it for having me on. Um, tight lines to you. And, yep, definitely I'll see you on the water soon, buddy. All right. Take care, brother. See you. You as well. Later. Hey, take that for what it's worth. You guys do what you want with the information. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning, the virus is higher or the infected rates are higher in different pockets throughout the United States. So... You know, some folks listening to this, wherever you are, might not have as high of an infection rate as we do here um, uh, in Michigan. So, 
you take the precautions that you feel is necessary. Um, I feel like the, I'm hoping that the dialogue between two passionate anglers can help you decide what the right choice is. And, you know, again, I brought Wes on here not to, not for us to sit there and, you know, say you guys shouldn't be fishing or you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z and follow our, what, what, you know, what we're doing. I want just you guys to think about, um, you know, what the correct actions are in your area. Okay messed up situation but we're gonna get through it everybody you know maybe we'll listen to this episode next year uh during this time and we'll reflect back at 2020 and be like holy shit what a year that was you know so we're gonna keep keeping on here at the podcast hopefully putting out some great content um over the next few weeks to give you guys uh some optimism and some uh hopefully some learning lessons that you guys can apply on the water for the upcoming season so you know, one more thing I wanted to mention is during these tough times, if you have some extra cash and or, you know, you want to prepare for the open water season even more, think about ordering um, some of your supplies from smaller local shops uh, because, you know, some of the small businesses are hit very hard by this virus and this shutdown. So think about helping others out in this situation. And um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, share this episode. Let's get the word out there, everybody. Stay healthy, everybody. We will get through this. And as always, thanks for listening.